Okay, we're live now. Excellent. I, you know, I say this like every week, but I just love seeing the little countdown timer. It makes it's me like smile. New Year's every. Day, yeah, exactly. Every week. I just, it makes me smile. <laughs> well, speaking of smiling, uh, we're talking about the key to happiness uh, today, which is interesting. Uh, now, happiness is to each their own, uh, but we just wanted to share a couple of great things that can help you with career happiness. You looking forward to it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, again. I'm Javier. And I'm Karen. And together we are the, the Gov Geeks. Geeks. We actually practice saying that a couple of times, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget what we are sometimes. Exactly. Who are we again? What's, What's going on? What's my name? What? <laughs> so this is Gov Geeks Assemble Level Up Your 9 to 5 on 95. We're all about helping to provide value for individuals who are interested in pursuing a career in public service, working for the government state, local, federal, it's all these great things. Uh, we come to you live every Thursday at six o'clock and you can catch us again on Monday on your podcast of choice. You can always just talk to your smart device and ask that. Uh, or you can also watch us on YouTube. We're also available on our website, thegovgeeks.com. So please feel free to come out and watch all the great stuff there. So Karen, what are we talking about today? We're talking about happiness. Exactly. Like a real important concept. One of the neat things about what we do, it's it's not about like, hey, I need another job. Write a resume for me. Um, do you know of any listings that you could send my way, like a placement organization? It's more about fulfillment, having that like degree of happiness in the work that we do. Uh, Karen, you're obviously a very happy person. And <laughs> I'm even happier because I have the chance to, to sit here with you. But um, what is career fulfillment for you? So I always see it as a vocation, right? Which stems from Latin, which I'm a Latin nerd, and it's essentially your calling. So I, I think that that is the deep, it's not just a job, right? Right. It's, right. it's my calling. It's what I'm meant to do. So I think if I have that fulfillment and that feeling about what I get up and do every day, then that is my happiness. Right. Having that degree of joy about what you are doing, that that sense of purpose, I really loved how you mentioned that too. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of us we may not get that in our jobs. You know, it could be something perhaps where we you know needed something, and there was mortgage and other responsibilities that we needed to take care of, and so we end up trading a little bit of joy and happiness for what we feel is necessary at that time. And then one year turns into five and the career just gets established. And then we get to a position where we're like, I don't know how happy I'm feeling anymore. You know, um, I, I love this concept about a Friday afternoon feeling compared to a Sunday afternoon feeling. So on Friday afternoon, uh, if you have the weekends off, that's something where there's a, a general degree of excitement because you say, now I get to do what I really want to do. And then Sunday, you're thinking, oh. I've got to go to work tomorrow. Right. And then you get a case of the Mondays. The case of the Mondays. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. I, I love that movie so much. <laughs> so uh, today we have three strategies to share with you uh, to help improve how your fulfillment is feeling, this larger key to happiness. Uh, so the first one is really to set your own realistic standards. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I think you say it right there with set your own. You don't want others 
to set your standards. You are in control of your career. And in order to do that, you have to be sure that you're setting your own goals and expectations. I mean, rightly so, the job has certain expectations. Your supervisor will have expectations. Mm -hmm. But what are your standards and kind of what are your core values? So you want to make sure that you understand what your core values are and that takes some thought and reflection and understanding, you know, where your motivation comes from. I heard this saying not too long ago where people can have a goals based life or a values based life. And if we have a goal based life, like I want to have a certain amount of money or I want to accomplish these really key things, that's great that you can get them. But then what happens after you you have them? You know, what, what then becomes your, your happiness um, versus a values based. So if you feel better about what you are doing or what you're accomplishing, then regardless if you get that object or you get that job or that promotion or your supervisor says nice things about you, your happiness isn't dependent on what they're providing you. It's what you're providing for yourself. And how many times, Karen, have you heard uh, and spoken with colleagues where they say, I feel so frustrated about my supervisor where they can't like really provide a comment or, you know, they, they downgrade them on the performance reviews and they just get so upset about that because that's really to them what they care about. It's regardless of the fact that they did great things and they should feel great about what they've accomplished. They just hand over the happiness to someone else. Well, I mean, it's a type A personality, which, you know, I am guilty of as well, where you want to reach that higher level. Right. And you want to get that A, right? We've talked about this before. And it's difficult when maybe you don't hit that mark, but it all stems also from, because we're in charge of creating our own performance reviews, right? You have to send your own in, in, in the government, right? In public service, part of the employee's role is, it's not mandatory, but you provide your self-assessment. If you don't provide your self-assessment, it's all up to your supervisor to remember every single thing you accomplished right. this year. Absolutely. You amongst possibly a hundred other people. So you want to make sure that you set your own standards and you write your self-assessment because you're going to know what you did each yeah. each year. And to track and monitor, you know, if you keep a kudos file in your email to keep track of things or a special folder on your desktop where you write down different accomplishments or you save different messages from people that have uh, provided you compliments for the work that's been done. Those are, those are great pieces of information. Right. And you just want to use that to then present yourself and say, this is what I accomplished this year. Right. So then your supervisor looks yeah. at that and says, well, shoot, of course, this right. person is going to get, you know, so one of the challenges for a supervisor is this whole idea that you remember most clearly what just happened. <laughs> so over the past month or a couple of weeks, that's really what's fresh in their mind. And what's frustrating for supervisors is that employees also know when performance time periods are coming up and they could have a whole year of not doing all that great. And then right when the performance period comes up, you know, they're showing up early and hey, the what's going effect, on, boss? Exactly. Right? It is the halo effect. So how do you go about continuing to manage that? Well, I mean, I would say that if your own happiness is setting your own standards, then even if your supervisor or another person may have set the bar 
unexpectedly high or they have their own standards, you can at least feel comfortable knowing that you have fulfilled what you have set for standards for yourself. You know, it actually reminds me of a movie. You remember Eddie the Eagle? Yeah. <laughs> Such a cool movie. Okay, so at the very end, they're there at the Olympics, and uh, the main character, Eddie the Eagle, has the opportunity to speak with the person that's like the world champion, practically guaranteed to get the gold medal. But for the two of them, he was saying that they were more like 1 o'clock and 11 o'clock. They are closer together on the hands of a clock because they are going towards that one goal that they're looking for. And for Eddie, he just really was joyous about being there. And he was doing the most that anyone has had a chance to do before in his country's history to get there. And then the other person, he was trying to really uh, beat his own personal record. Mm -hmm. They were setting their own goals. So it didn't matter what gold they got, uh, gold, silver, bronze, what medal. It was just that they were doing what was really important for them. Yeah. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about that. Yeah, that's that's where you're not trying to measure up to somebody else. Right. And again, somebody else's standards. You want to make sure you're true to yourself and you are meeting your own standards. Yeah. And what's in the end, right. And that's what's important. Because I will tell you, if you start going down the path of trying to go towards goals that don't align with your values, right. you're going to have conflict within yourself. And you're going to be miserable. So you want to make sure make sure that you are aligning what you're doing with your values. And and that is that is the best tip. So setting the standards is all about setting what is important to your values, what you really care about. Because uh, then, like Karen was saying, otherwise you're going to continue to chase this. And if you really value uh, growth or fulfillment or progress or just a, a really positive feeling about the work that you're doing, if you're reaching that, then you could have fulfillment throughout your entire life because you're always going towards that goal. And it's something that fills you up one step after the other rather than, oh, I never quite could make it. I got a B this time. Maybe if I tried a little bit harder, I would have gotten the A. Oh, I got an A. Well, maybe in this other class I can get an A. Where does it end? All right, so tip number two, um, schedule milestone sessions. You know, I like this one because it's not just about the end goal, about what you're trying to accomplish. It's these milestone sessions that really kind of allow you to reflect back on how things are going, what your progress is. Uh, I like to keep a journal. I like to have a nice cup of coffee every now and again and reflect on where things are and where things have been. Uh, how do you celebrate or recognize your milestones? I think very similarly is using that reflection on what I accomplished, what went well, what maybe didn't go so well. I mean, you don't have to have a big old party about it, mm -hmm. right? It's just recognizing it for yourself and then moving on. And then for your team, making sure that you guide your team to also do the same. Right. Because Oftentimes, we just get very caught up in all the things that we need to do and the next thing on the agenda. But let's make sure that we are taking stock in what we have accomplished. And not just at the end of the year, which we do that too. Right. But if you have accomplished something, just recognize it right then and there. Don't wait until the end of the year. Yeah. And recognize those people that contributed, contributed to it. Right, because it's, it's a big collaborative effort. I mean, there's something fantastic about being able to celebrate your own accomplishments and what you're doing to kind of recognize in yourself 
you had this goal, you had this value-based standard, and you met it, and you're feeling good about that, giving yourself kudos and praise. But then also, exactly right, looking at those around you and recognizing and thanking them for their part in the journey as well. And this is something that's great for supervisors to do, but it's honestly great for everyone to do. You know, what about a person thanking and appreciating what their boss had done for them or how they supported them through their efforts or activities or even like their their leadership on who sits above them as well? Right. That, that's a great point that it's not only your supervisor recognizing your accomplishments, but sometimes you can recognize your supervisor as well for what they've contributed Yeah, and how their support, like you said, ha- helped with the accomplishment. Um, I think it, in our conversation, it reminds me of a, I, can't, I may have, may have binge watched um, the Selena uh, series on Netflix. You watched the whole thing without me already. I, I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was funny as we, because you saw some parts of it with, with the father. Exactly. Uh, and it was just so interesting because I think we kind of grew up in those households as well, right? right. Hispanic from Texas. And yeah. it was, he didn't recognize the accomplishments. It was, oh, you got a gold record. Okay, well, what's next? You right. know what you got to do? You got to do this. Where's the next one? Yeah, which is, which is great because it helps you to be driven. But we all just need at least a moment to say, you know what? That was a great job. We right. did great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank the people that, that helped you accomplish that. And then move on. We still want to continue to move on and drive ourselves. But take that moment because there's nothing like that feeling of, this is what I did. Like, come on, give me at least some kudos. Right. And again, it always goes back to this, this great example in Elf where Santa Claus is sitting there and he says, Hey, congratulations, everyone. We've had another successful Christmas. And there's this big countdown uh, day by day calendar. And he just turns the crank and it goes from the 365 all the way back down to one. And but he took the moment to say, great job, guys. Yeah. We did it. You know, that that's the key part. You gotta at least stop and recognize that and then move on. Right. Not just gloss over and be like, Yeah, that's great and all, but what about this? Have you thought about this? You gotta, you know, make sure that you're and it's yes, we do need to think about that, but just take a moment. Because a lot of times, how does it feel for yourself? And you don't want to make your employees feel that way either. So Oh uh, exactly. I mean, if you're creating a, a an environment where people feel good where they want to contribute more, they feel appreciated, they feel recognized. Isn't that something that all of us really want in our environments where we where we work? We want to be able to feel that the contributions that we make matter. The work and the effort that we're putting in really does matter. And while, yes, another person at a different level could accomplish more or less given the same circumstances, the person that had the responsibility to do that and to recognize the growth that they're having Really, that, that's what it's about. We are individuals. It's not like there's a big manufacturing process out there that's just kind of like pulling a lever and you get that same type of a person plopped out one after the other that can do the same type um, of job over That reminds over again. me of something. <laughs> Boba tea? <laughs> <laughs> or well, Boba Fett? Well, yeah, but Boba Fett and then the, the you know, clone, clone more. But yeah, exactly. You know what I love so much about that is that, yes, they were all clones. But they all had so many different varying personalities. They were all unique individuals. So you could have the same clone of a person and it still be completely different. Um, brothers and sisters or uh, fraternal uh, twins and, and siblings and all that, they can be so unique. And yet 
so similar. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Oh, love that. And plus, anytime we get to mention Boba Fett, I think it's awesome. <laughs> Look and at that, that's cool. Yeah, and I don't quite have Boba Fett in, in my bow tie today. I got a little bit of Iron Man uh, over here. I, I thought I had Hulk in there for a second. But he's hidden. He's, he's hidden there. in there, exactly. He's nice and calm right now. Just don't make him angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our third and final tip is really about measurement. Uh, measure what is meaningful for you. So again, on the one hand, the performance plan. You could say that you know you have to have these accomplishments done in order to get this type of a rating or to even be considered this type of a performer. But really, what is meaningful for you? What are the things that you care about? Are you learning? Are you reading? Are you growing? <laughs> How do you like to go about enriching yourself in your life and your experiences? That's really measuring something that's meaningful for you. Right. Because regardless of where you are, you want to make sure you're growing. Right. Even if you have no intent of going and getting promoted or being a GS-15 or an SES, you have no plans right. to, to move up the GS scale. And that's fine. That's, that's absolutely fine. But you still want to make sure you're growing within your position and having that fulfillment. Right. So what can you do? To feel that way. Is it more training? Is it getting a certification? Is it working on a specific project? You know, you want to make sure that you're you're thinking through that so that will help you get towards your end goal. Yeah. How do you feel engaged? How do you feel challenged? How do you feel, again, fulfilled with the work that you're doing? Uh, I know tons of people that have had the chance to just pursue different types of careers, and they are so happy doing that type of work because it's something that challenges them and fulfills them. And asking yourself, well, really, what is it that I find a lot of passion in? How is it that I can measure what I am doing in a way that is meaningful for me? And what type of career can I find that will allow me to pursue that? Right, and I think you've mentioned it before where you feel a lot of that after one of your coaching sessions, mm -hmm. talking with people and helping people figure out things and helping them set those milestones towards their, you know, goal of whether it's getting another position or, you know, f having a conversation with their supervisor. Uh, yeah. I think you have definitely mentioned that many times, how you really enjoy doing that. I so. very much enjoy doing that uh, because it's about the individual that we have the opportunity and the privilege to support. You know, in fact, I had one call, it's been a couple of months now, uh, where a person was a potential client and they were really concerned about where they were in their career really what was important for them, how they were going about achieving it. And through our discussions, we realized that what they wanted actually wasn't that next job. They, they wanted other things outside of work that would allow some more fulfillment. But what they were doing is placing that new job where they assumed that they were going to have all this extra free time or dollars, et cetera, to do the things that they really liked. And then we shifted the conversation towards, well, how do you get what you want now without having to go through the hassle of getting that next thing and that next job. All right, which how amazing is that to help somebody work through that before they make a rash decision and get another job. Right. And then they're miserable in that job too. Right. But helping them talk through that, which I think well, that's definitely. Um, yeah, it's very valuable. I mean, if you think about it, like yourself, if you continue to treat yourself with medicines because, oh gosh, I have a headache, I have a toothache, whatever the issue is, and you just self-diagnose and you start taking medicine and you're not addressing the root cause of what the issue is, you're still going to have the headache. And on top of that, you're also going to have all of the side effects of taking all that medicine that you thought that you needed. You're trying to do an effort, which is great, 
but you're not making any progress because what you're doing isn't addressing the main issue that you're trying to solve in the first place. Right. So interesting times. Self-diagnosing. <laughs> Self-diagnosing. <laughs> yes, we never do that though. <laughs> I never look at WebMD. Yeah, no, exactly not. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just part of the larger human process. Um, so yeah, those are three different areas about trying to find uh, some more fulfillment in your life. Right. And we're not we're not saying that you're gonna be you know, going into work every day, being all excited. And I mean, you may be that be doing that too, but there will be some days where it, it's hard to be at work. Right. It's, it's a tough thing to have to do day in and day out sometimes, especially when many times we are spending more times at home, mm -hmm. sorry, at work rather than at home with sure. our family. Or at home, if you work at home, uh, if you're spending yeah. more time doing work stuff than home stuff. Well, absolutely. It's like where your attention is divided. Uh, and that's why if what you are doing is really fulfilling and you really care about what you're doing, then you're going to enjoy doing all of that. And it's not really that that whole like work thing about it because it's providing you the fulfillment that you're looking for. So the three areas that we talked about, the first one, again, is set your own realistic standards. Make sure you understand and feel comfortable with the bar that you are setting for yourself. and Oh, hey, it looks like we, thanks very much for, for joining us. Oh, I appreciate that, Joshua. You had a nice comment about, you know, I love that bow tie. I love it too, man. Thank you so much. Uh, so the next tip really is also about scheduling those milestone sessions, taking the opportunity to say, thank you, man, please have some more. <laughs> Reflecting on what you've done, your accomplishments, you're ready for more, you're ready to pursue more. Thanking people around you, including family members as well, because they're all a part of this larger journey that we're on together. And then lastly, about measurement, this idea about measuring what is important to you, because that's something that you ultimately care more about because it's what's meaningful for you. Uh, so at the end of the day, if you can take a step back and think, you know what, honestly, I have really gotten a lot of progress and I feel really fulfilled about what I've done, regardless about what everyone else says or doesn't say, you at least have that self happiness. And that to me is the key to happiness. Well said. Ah, beautiful. Brings a tear down my, my face. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get to the questions from the Gov Geekdom. We have just about seven minutes left. Uh, really excited about these. If you want to have your question asked, please go ahead and either leave a comment below. Uh, you can send us an email at info at thegovgeeks.com or just get in touch with us everywhere we are on social media. Okay, so the first question here for us. Uh, I'm in the IC or the intelligence community. Why is it hard to get another job? What are your thoughts? Well, more likely it's a very specialized position, right? which it's also difficult to go from an IC agency to a non-IC mm -hmm. agency because it's not as, uh, if you were going from a non-IC agency to another non-IC agency, there's no competition sometimes. Sure. So you can have a, a lateral move. But uh, with the IC, it just makes it a little bit more difficult because, again, it's oftentimes just more specialized and it's categorized differently. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into too much jargon with what those positions are, but essentially it's like you're accepted or not accepted. So that right. can be difficult to try to go from a non-accepted to an accepted position. It really is. Um, and, and again, the key issue, I think, is the idea that it's specialized. Because there are certain fields that every agency or organization needs 
I mean, everyone needs finance or contracts, things like that. Human resources. Human resources. So you have a larger ability to move throughout government in general. Uh, but if it's a specialized area like the intelligence community, where that skill set is very much desired in that one area, it's, it's overall math. I mean, if you have a total of five places that you can go, as opposed to 500 places that you can go, the odds are going in that area. But if the intelligence community is really what you care about and you're passionate about that work is and you find fulfillment there based upon all the stuff that we were just talking about, then that's where the happiness is. So then the question isn't necessarily, you know, how do I get out? But why, I... why are you trying to get out? Really? It's right. why are you trying to go to another job and then hone in on that? Maybe you do want to leave the IC and that's great. Then how do you get there? Right. But maybe there's something else and you really don't want to leave that agency, but how else can you get that fulfillment without taking a huge leap so quickly? Almost sounds like uh, some career coaching would be helpful. <laughs> hmm. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> so yeah, please feel free to come out to the govgeeks.com uh, to submit your, your questions that you might have. Uh, but hopefully I think maybe we have room for one more question. Sure. Let's see. Um, so, yeah, how do I get my boss to give my projects more attention? Uh, and I'll say briefly that um, with anyone, really, the best thing to do is ensure that it aligns with something that they care about or something that or that's on their on. performance. Exactly. How can I help you? <laughs> uh, so you can use what you're doing as a way to help aid and uh, move forward their goals. Those are the bigger things. Right. Because they want to look good too. So they want to yeah. make sure that. What they're endorsing is something that will benefit them, benefit them and their career growth as well. Benefit, like you know. Benefits. With Boba Fett. Yes. <laughs> Got Boba Fett on the mind, I guess. <laughs> well, it's tough not to. I mean, she, the guy's just awesome. <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. So thank you so much for hanging out with us for another half hour. Uh, this has been GovGeeks Assemble. Level up your nine to five on 95. I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, if you're interested, please come out again to the website. But we have a wonderful challenge that we are putting forward uh, coming up here at the start of January. Uh, so it's the 14-day GovGeek Challenge. You have the opportunity to learn how to design your resume, your career development strategy, have your interview uh, really solid so you feel more confident about all of them and then you can take everything that you've learned and go about implementing it directly in your career. Also, if you're interested in resume writing, uh, if you're going to our website, just signing up for the email community, you get access to our own course. So this has templates, it has tools, it has links and other information that you can follow along with to really build a fantastic resume. And that one, of course, is totally free. Isn't that nice? That makes me happy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> At the end of the day, our whole goal is to really help further government. So if we help really qualified people get really great jobs, they're going to do fantastic things in those jobs, which benefits everybody. Yeah, that, that that's happiness right there for me. <laughs> so Karen, I'm curious, do you have any closing thoughts on this whole idea about the key to happiness? There's no key. It's just, it's, within you. You have the control within your career and how you work through it. So I don't want people to kind of strive to just always be happy because it's not always happy. But at the end of the day, are you fulfilled and acting 
and working in ways that meet your core values. Long-winded, but... It almost sounds like the matrix. There is no spoon. <laughs> it will, I mean, really everything is in your hands. And I, I totally concur with that. That is fantastic. Thank you again so much for joining us. We'll see you at the next one. Take care. Thank you for your service. Be safe.